welcome to Tabula Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello! Oh my god! Hi! <laughs> my name is Allie, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode one of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you are here, and we hope you're excited we're back. We are so glad! Oh my goodness. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we'll be discussing season two, episode one, when she was bad. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but today we'll discuss this episode's spoilers and all. After spending the summer with her dad in LA, Buffy returns to Sunnydale very unsunny. It seems her takedown of the master and dying and coming back to life is still affecting her. Surprise, surprise. To make matters worse, the Anointed One and his <laughs> minions have a plan to bring the master back. Yikes. Buffy keeps pushing everyone away as she avoids dealing with her trauma. Things come to a head when Willow, Cordelia, Giles, and Miss Calendar are kidnapped by the Anointed One's goons for the Master Restoring Ritual. Buffy, with the help of Xander and Angel, saves the day and gains some closure by smashing the Master's bones to dust. The next day at school, Buffy finds true friends can forgive and forget. The gang is together again. And shout out to Buffy Guide and Allie for helping me <laughs> <laughs> write this summary. <laughs> oh my goodness, Allie, we're back. Yeah, friends, what you don't see behind the scenes is Nick's very detailed play-by-play episode summaries. And Listen, me paring them down. <laughs> I just am nervous that we're going to leave out some crucial context. I don't want folks to be confused. That's true. That's true. I just like to strike a happy medium so that we're not, you know, not not too much stuffy scripted stuff at the beginning and then we can just get into it because I do I do hope people are watching along. It's totally cool if you're not, you do your you boo, but I have really enjoyed the watching aspect. Because, you know, you think you know this show. You're like, oh, I've seen it a hundred times. But I really am noticing different things. I'm thrilled for people just tuning in for us. I think that's very kind. But Allie, you're the yin to my yang, and I'm grateful for I you. I mean, we are delightful. I, you'll find no arguments here. <laughs> oh my goodness. How have you been? We haven't recorded since April, Allie. And it's July now. Oh my god. <sighs> How, where did these months go? I... It feels like I was just in L.A. and then I snapped my fingers and now we're back. Um, it has been crazy. So I've been doing a lot of business side of things for my acting career, meeting with agents and casting directors and things. Um, more just kind of networking sort of things. So it's not like I've applied. It's sort of hopefully if they enjoyed our meeting, they'll get back to me and sign me as a client. But uh Still waiting on that one. Uh, but yeah, doing doing what I can for that. I've been back at the Murder Mystery Company doing live shows as well as Zoom shows. So that's been cool. Uh, yeah. And just happy to be still podcasting. I am still so proud of us for following through. Yeah, dude. That's bananas. It. Yeah, Here we are. Um, just to be clear, my day-to-day life is very routine. My 
direct deposit at my day job shows up every two weeks and so i stay working there and that's you know you know here we are i live vicariously through the excitement of your life though and i'm just glad to be on this journey with you i am so happy to have you with with me here uh folks just so you know this isn't some made-up friendship it is nick is one of my best best friends i text him all the time he is the one i can text with literally anything whether it be the awful thoughts I have about other people throughout the day, or my own personal problems and things. Like, there is a reason we have this chemistry. We uh, put in the time, for sure. Oh, I love the horrible things we <laughs> say to each other and nobody yeah. else. Which is it's been a good, good. time. Um, I don't mean to usher us along here, but I don't know about you, Allie. This is one of my favorite episodes. I have a this lot of is a really to get good episode. and I want to be cognizant and I of did, your time. And I did want to just say at the top of the episode, this season, I am so freaking excited for this whole season. Going through we, when we were making our calendar, it's just banger after banger. It's so good. It's just, it's, so it's going to be such a joy. And it's so, so satisfying to continuously come back and be, oh, yes. Buffy is as amazing and fantastic as I always knew it was. So that's great. Even more amazing in a lot of ways. My love for it mm-hmm. just grows. It just becomes more complex and deepens. So yeah, let's hop back into when she was bad. So I noticed, okay, so right at the, at least the way I'm watching it, right at the start, um, they do a last season on yes. Buffy the Vampire. So and they go through some of the key scenes. Oh, just going through it, I felt so nostalgic. It was such a rush, and then it ends with the master dying, and it was just ah, ah, it's such a good show. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It does feel feel good to be back, even though I'm still going through episode by episode as I edit uh, for publishing. Because as we are recording this, by the time you're hearing this, season one will be over, but it's not fully released yet. We still have three more episodes to release, but. Yeah, it was it was really cool jumping back and in a way we're kind of in the same place as them like end of summer, school starting back up, getting back into working on the podcast. So that was kind of a nice mm-hmm. a nice parallel. Mm-hmm. Um did you ever play so the so the episode starts off Willow and Xander, they're on summer break, they're eating ice cream, playing a quote game, seeing if the other can identify a quote they use. You ever play any kind of like quote games like this? I am so bad at games like this, Allie, because outside of Buffy, okay, okay, we could play the quote game mm-hmm. with Buffy all day yeah. long. I have not seen shows. It stresses me out <laughs> watching a new show or a new movie. I just go back to the same Parks and Recreation, <laughs> Five of Vampires Lane, a Barefoot Contessa. I have seen Ina Garten cook every single recipe i have 26 seasons of barefoot contessa on my and i've seen them all but i'm not good at the quote game you have a diverse music no not music movie tv taste i think that you would rock at the game that willow and xander were playing i do i do do a good job i do have a pretty great memory for quotes um I am very much like you, though, especially recently with the state of the world. I do definitely go back to shows that I know how they go. I know that I like them. It's not a gamble at all. I try to sprinkle in new stuff, but boy, is it hard. Uh, No, but my brother and I used to... Shout out to Ben. Hi, Ben. I know you're listening. So we used (laughs) to play... I remember on plane trips, because we used to 
fly solo to visit family over the summers, we would play a game. So you would say a quote and then the next, the person had to then say a different quote that started with the last word. So think, so think the riff off from Pitch Perfect. I was going to say Pitch Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, that was kind of fun. And in that sense, you're not just... That's a little easier. It is a little easier. Yeah. You're pulling out quotes that you know. And also, you're kind of, theoretically, you're playing it with somebody you know well. So, again, it's kind of quotes that you know that the other person would know. Like, I'm not just yeah. going to pull out some random thing that you've never heard. Right. Yeah, this this scene is neat. Their, um, their chemistry is cute. And I kind of related to, well, I have more to say about their chemistry because Xander pisses me off in a few minutes. Shocker. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Xander fan. I appreciate you balancing <laughs> for me. But um I relate to uh how they talk about it's been a boring summer and Xander says something like, Oh yeah, I'm almost ready to go back to school or something. And I relate to that because by the end of the summer in school, I remember I was always pretty ready to go back oh, yeah. and see my friends and I was excited for the new school year. For and... sure. Especially pre high school when I wasn't driving. So mm. I wasn't seeing my, the most most of my friends. I saw my next door neighbors and I saw my camp friends, but my camp friends were different from my school friends. So you were excited for the new school year because you could see all your friends. But then it got to high school and you're like, well, I can drive. So I no longer need yeah. school <laughs> to see you. Now school's just a burden and it sucks. <laughs> and it's too early in the morning and yeah. difficult. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was very much the same way of, okay, yeah, I'm ready to get back to school. I also, I was good at school. I like learning. So... I enjoyed the new school year. Hmm. Neat. Okay. All right. So we relate to that. What I don't relate to is that, okay, so in this scene, um, they've already gotten to how Xander is still hung up on Buffy. He's kind of, kind of trying to play it off or whatever. And I remember trying to play it off with crushes too. He said something like, he said something like, oh, I'm, I'm so over Buffy hey, did, did she mention when she might be getting back? And, and they keep talking. And, and the part that made me mad here is they've just talked about this girl that Xander is clearly still hung up on. And then he he does that goofy little thing where he wipes some ice cream on Willow's nose mm-hmm. and it, it turns intimate. They are... They, it's a he, moment. He wipes it off and they get close. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm just like, I feel for Willow yeah. in this situation. This sucks. That's my second like, note is, gah, poor Willow. And yeah. in a way, I mean, I get that it's hard to get over somebody. It's hard to get over a crush. It's hard to get over a crush when they're right there next to you. It's your best friend. So I can see Willow. But, oh, baby girl, getting so caught up in the moment, like, and also, how dare Xander? Because mm-hmm. I, I know boys are oblivious. I know that they are even stupider than we often give them credit for. But how can he not know? Can yes. I, Is it really possible that he doesn't know? There's a point later on in the episode where I have the note that he's approaching the point of being just willfully ignorant at this point. Right. Come on, Right. Dude. Yeah. Because just the way that he talks. And I get it's your best friend. So, I mean, who else is he going to talk about Buffy with? Yeah. But then to almost kiss her? Come I know, on. I know. that It's just too... That's a line. And, yeah. 
Willa deserves the world. We'll, I know we'll both fight for her honor always. Well, and she... It's this season, right? She has... She has good mm-hmm. things coming yep. her way. Yeah, she yeah, has, yeah. She yeah. has good things coming yeah. her way, so... You're right, you're so, right. But I will say, some points to Xander. So, thankfully, this almost kiss gets interrupted because a vampire is there. And I will say, go Xander. No hesitation. He punches the, the vampire, just like launches into action it's awesome yeah yeah and he even says something like get by i think that he says something to willow where um yeah he throws know. himself was... in front of her to definitely like put himself before the yeah he the was vampire. protecting her it was sweet yeah. yeah it was sweet yeah but and great then... timing buffy yeah because i buffy because I, I while he did make an excellent first move or a reaction to the vampire's first move I, I am glad that Buffy came in to, to finish off the vamp. Yeah, it's just so classic Buffy coming in at right the exact time. And the way they did the camera angles here, doing like she, you at first just see, I think, I think part of her and you realize it's her and she throws a vamp. Oh, it's and so And she does cool. the turnaround and her hair flips so you get to see that cute new bob she has. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I never came back yeah. from summer with a cute new haircut. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love this show so much. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Miss me? <laughs> I'm also never that clever off the cuff. I know. So, Willow says, so they're catching up, you know, how have you guys been? And they say, uh, Willow brings up that they buried the master. It was kind of like this whole big thing. And she says, we got to wear robes. Do you think they, like, legit wore robes? I have a lot of questions about this ceremony they did, this too. This burying ritual that they did with Giles uh, for the master. I mean, it totally yeah. makes sense that they would bury the bones because, I don't know, we know about magic. We know about rituals. So it makes sense that you would guard that. Um, you're not going to just, like, throw it in the trash. Because also, that could be highly sus. If someone finds a skeleton in your trash, that could be bad. True. It just seemed a little odd to me that, but maybe Buffy doesn't have to be there. Maybe she had to get to LA or wherever she was going, but to have her not know about it at all either seems I have strange. a feeling. Do they just not want to burden her with it? Or... So I think it was maybe, maybe a bit of all sides of them trying not to burden her. I think she, especially with the attitude she comes back from LA with, I think she bolted to LA she could not get out of Sunnydale quick enough so I think there may have even been some phone calls she didn't return because Willow talks about she hasn't she hasn't heard from her she doesn't know when she's getting back so I think and Giles probably was trying to give her space but at the same time you can't wait on something like that again you can't just have a skeleton waiting around so i think in lieu of her being around in lieu of her being in contact with them they just had to go ahead and do it yeah well and to that point too you do we do see in this scene where it's it's the three of them catching up she's already off she's um she like willow asks if she's talked to giles yet and she's like why would i do that i'll see him at school exactly and she's just like clearly off with when she sees the where the bones are buried she has a i don't know yeah you're probably right she was looking to get out asap i think so i think that's what that's what it seems like to me okay so moving uh, moving forward to 
unpacking at the Summer's house. Dad is with them. Uh, Dad and Joyce are talking. And so her dad says, at least when she was burning stuff down, I knew what to say. Really? You did? <laughs> as, as as someone who is is mentally preparing to to have kids in the somewhat near future, because uh, you know I'm almost thirty, I, I would not know what to say if my kid was burning stuff down. I would much rather them be moody and like depressed and shit, because that seems like normal teenage stuff. But as someone who had a very vanilla you know, goody two shoes upbringing, I would have no clue what to say. That's funny to hear you say that. I think I I was a broody teenager, at least to my, at least to my parents. Mm -hmm. Well, I never burned anything down. So I don't know that they would know what to say if I did burn anything down. I think that they would say though, that it was a lot easier to handle me when I got busted with alcohol or when I did something actually wrong as opposed to just being quiet and 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 like subtly nasty to yeah I that may that makes sense and I do get what he was going towards because like it's clear it's like <laughs> it's clear okay that was bad now we punish but yeah. when they're just kind of like I can't it's that it's like you knew how to handle to... that, sir. You knew how to handle that when she burned it down. You did. You, you, you did, sure? huh? Yeah. Huh? Okay. <laughs> you you knew how to parent that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a callback to um our episode. Our when we discussed nightmares, and I said, Allie, do we ever see Buffy's dad again? I don't think we do. And you said we do. She unpacks her in season <laughs> two, episode one. So, just calling myself out here. Allie was right. thank you thank you yes i did have this exact moment uh in mind now past this episode i believe he is referred to but i'm not sure we see him again i think there is one more it's kind of a meta episode in season five i think it is where I don't know how to say this without giving any spoilers. I think it's in season five. There's a quote. Um, I can I can give the quote and it's not giving a spoiler, but maybe it'll jog your memory. The quote is something like, it's your perfect world and I'm not even in it. Oh. I think that we see him in that one. Oh, because cause there's more family stuff in season five. Okay. Yeah. I do believe I know the episode that you're talking about. Um Wow, but that but that is a lot of distance in between. I do I do think there is more reference to him. Like mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. another summer she spends with him. Um or she references like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was great spending time with my dad, blah 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 blah. blah. But yeah, he does not become uh, it is definitely the the Joyce Summers show, which is fine by me cuz she is delightful. Mm-hmm. Not mad about it. So, are Absolutely. we ready to jump in to school the next day and finally seeing one Miss Cordelia Chase? <laughs> oh my god this yeah she's just looking of fabulous course. as always and she's acting fabulous as always. i almost it took so much not to write down just this whole first paragraph when we see her because it's like how do you pick out <laughs> yeah. one sentence out of that entire gem but i did i did pick out one um no one has suffered like i have suffered so she's so she's talking about how she was supposed to go to St. Croix 
over the summer break. But instead, they she, her parents took her to Tuscany. Oh, Ugh. no one has suffered Ugh. like I have suffered. And then she talks about really? she's this brilliant speech where she talks about well, but suffering gives you character. But then I thought I already have a lot of character. Is it possible to have too much character? Queen Queen C, I don't even know what to do with you. Especially towards the last part of that exchange, I have tons of character. Cordelia, you do. She does. She's right. She does have tons of character. She's not wrong. And Ugh. with what we know of Cordelia Chase, I don't think she can have too much character. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. Absolutely not. And just seeing her develop this. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, but just what a what a fabulous reintroduction to Cordelia. And then I think this next part with um, the, this scene is like a montage of different conversations that you sneak in. Mm-hmm. So so Cordelia has her part with her friends. And then and then there's this next part with Giles and Snyder, <laughs> I think is really funny, too. And Snyder's talking about how awful the first day back is. He's like the students are locusts. They're pointless and relentless and and giles just goes he's he's rant standards ranting about how much he hates kids and and giles is like i do enjoy these pep talks (laughs) (laughs) i had that written down too uh i love it and and i also love the uh dramatic timing i mean obviously it was designed this way but i think i think it's so beautiful when they do this so just as giles is talking about or um snyder is talking about how Oh, all these raging hormones just turns boys into gibbering fools. And of course, it pans to the side. And it's Giles seeing Miss Calendar for the first time back at school. And of course, he turns into a gibbering fool. And it's just, and she's just like, oh, cool as a cucumber. And of course, yeah. she goes to a Burning Man. Of course, she does. No one is shocked. Um, yeah. yeah. That was such yeah. an adorable exchange, the two of them. Oh, uh, it is. And she's, I love how they're flirty here. Mm-hmm. They're like, Jenny goes, Jenny goes, I'm sure you spent the whole, she's just said she went to Burning Man. And she goes, I'm sure you spent the whole summer with your nose in a book. And Giles goes, I'm sure you'd consider that frightfully dull. And she gets, she gets that look in mm-hmm. her eyes. And she goes, depends on the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jenny Calendar. Yeah. Girl, uh, I love this. Yeah, it really does depend on the book, though. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So is that what you had on on the two of them? That okay, is it. Okay, cool. So next we have the Scoobies walking down the stairs and they see Giles. And woof, Buffy's look when she sees Giles. Oh man. Wow. Daggers it for was. him. It's so, like such ire. Oh man, mm. that was so hard to look at. Mm, mhm. Mhm. And she's icy in this in this exchange mm. they have too. Oh man, so cold. I like this thing that she's going to repeat throughout the uh um she goes to walk away and Giles is like we can start training whenever you're ready and she's like okay, I'll see you after school and he goes we can, you know, it's it's okay, we don't have to start and she interrupts him and she goes I'm ready. And she uh she she repeats this throughout this episode like I'm ready, I can handle it, yeah. I can do just her she's clearly uh what is that? Like, would that be overcompensating? Overcompensating. She really doesn't. Overcompensating. Right? Denial. Mm. Occupying yourself to avoid thinking. Lots of avoidance this whole episode. Um, and I think the denial and is part of the overcompensating because of her fear. She has a lot of fear. Mm. 
definitely some PTSD. She's having some dreams. She's having flashbacks. And I definitely think her her wanting to train, wanting, like, I don't want to be caught off guard. I don't want mm-hmm. to ever feel that helpless ever again. So there's there's a lot of that going on, and I can only imagine. But it does that does definitely touch into that we talked about last season. Um because she does kind of get over it after this episode. She like, kind of like gets over it kind of quickly. And it is like, well, we don't want her brooding the whole season. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we don't want this to actually be treated like actual PTSD where it would take like months, perhaps years of therapy and talk therapy and potentially like psychotherapy and like, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. We'll give her a little space to be, we'll give an episode to it. You get an episode. That's, that's it. it. You get an episode. That's one. You get. Figure it out. That's all you get. <laughs> um an interesting tidbit i noticed as you know my eye on fashion always new cross interesting she's not wearing angel's cross oh i didn't notice that it's a new cross well she's wearing i cannot confirm if it's new as opposed to like not across you like a not across you wore last season but it is not angel's cross so that cross that you have on right now listeners Allie is wearing a buffy cross it is not that cross that she's wearing in the scene interesting she wears the angel cross later on yes. in the episode. <gasps> Interesting. Yes. Allie, I hadn't picked up on that detail. Yeah. <gasps> and I have a, th- I have a theory is... of why she wears it later. I'm excited to dive into yeah. it. So, oh, so Angel, or not Angel, oh, Angel on the mind, always. So <laughs> Willow and Xander catch Buffy uh, kind of staring off into space lost in her thoughts and they come up like hey what's going on she's like oh yeah it's nothing and xander says but we're your bosom friends friends of your bosom what does that mean i wrote that down what does that mean bosom friends we're your bosom friends so that's an expression uh like near and dear to your heart so you're really close friends yeah okay 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 (laughs) i maybe i'm i think that i'm i think that i might be set on hating xander Whatever he's just being quirky. That's okay. Yeah, no, that friends, that particular that particularly was was cute. Okay, okay, that wasn't problematic. This next part is problematic. In this scene, they're so they're talking. They exchange. Xander and Will exchange their snacks, and Giles comes up, and they're talking, and um, and he says, um, "I've killed you once. It shouldn't be too difficult to do it again." Hmm. And then he jumps on her. And Buffy realizes it's actually the master and it's all a nightmare that's happening. And man, it's a scary nightmare she's having. Yeah. And also like scary sort of files into like daddy issues stuff because clearly she blames Giles for some of what went down or all of what went down or whatever. So there's there's that, which then gets complicated because he's a parental figure and oh, just mm, so awful. Also, nightmares suck. Buffy's going through it. Yeah, nightmares. But who's who's shocked she's having nightmares? Raise your hand. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she wakes up. So she wakes up from this nightmare. And uh And the dreamy one is there. Which again, all all actions are uh good or bad based on how they're received and uh <laughs> who's doing them. Cause he is he is not just outside of her window, he is uh inside the room, leaning up against He's the perched. window. He is perched. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean David Boyanaz, you can crawl through my window any time. Uh, my boyfriend will understand. But the way he's perched to, like, to your point, it's that he's not crawling in and he's made a sound right. and he's woken up. She wakes up. He's there. He's just there. 
Yeah, yeah. It's that whole yeah, stealthy guess... Batman shows, you know, you don't hear when they show up. You just, like, turn around and they're there. Well, and certainly she she has a tood with him because she's also pissed at him. Mm-hmm. I think she's blaming him a little bit, too. Absolutely. But, but, but just in general, if I woke up and a man was watching me, I don't know that I wouldn't have a tood with him either. Also true. Um, but she's definitely, she's like, she's not startled at all. Right. Which definitely happens a lot with she and Angel. And I think this maybe goes back to A, her slayer sense, and then may, maybe B, her person I'm in love with sense. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is very interesting. She comes up and it's like she are, she's expecting him to be there. I would right. I would not have the same placid <laughs> reaction regardless of who was standing there. Um, sometimes my boyfriend comes home late and he tries to be sweet and like kiss me before he crawls in bed and I get startled. So like, yeah, but this, Ooh, this is also really hard to watch. Like equally as hard. I think watching her be cold as watching her be cold to Giles. She's just so, I mean, and I, I get the same way she blames Giles for like trying to hide the prophecy from her, all of that. I can see how she kind of holds it against him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oof, oh, so hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel is talking about, oh, the anointed one is coming. And, and she again says, I can handle it or I've got this mm-hmm. or whatever. And Angel says, don't underestimate him. Um, and um, th- this is uh, th- this is the iciest phrase she says to him to me. She says, is that everything? Because you woke me up from a really good dream. Oh, I know. And we know that she didn't and she's just hurt. And, and his face, oh. he looks so hurt. And then he he just has that like very soft I missed you, and then she finally says it, but he's already gone, and she regrets it. Yeah. Uh, See what happens uh, when you push people away. Just, <laughs> yeah. I would more say see what. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ugh. Luckily, Ugh. the people who love her stick around, you know, including inclu- Angel. including Angel. Um. So the song that plays as we transition out of this scene, uh, is. It Doesn't Matter by Alison Krauss and Union Station. Just fun tidbit. Our listeners know that they can find a link to that in the description. Yep. We will in- include that. Actually, Assuming it's on Spotify. It is. It is. And we will have another link to a, so- a song later on because there's two featured songs in this episode. The next the next song that plays, I really enjoy. I think it's a good it's song. A great, great song. Also, um, also ne- one more... One more uh, point i thought i had on on that scene um so she left her window open she does that a lot well i guess i guess we could also in theory maybe he opened it but that also means it wasn't locked because i don't think he'd he'd be breaking in but i think it's quite possible but she doesn't like make an effort to close it after him so i'm guessing her window was open in which case was she kind of hoping he'd come Ooh, that's an insightful question, Allie. As much as she is pushing people away, she really does want them to stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like, oh, come on. When I she think... says, when she says, like, oh, did you expect me to spend the summer pining over you because I didn't? Uh, yes, you did. Yeah, you I don't did. believe yeah, you you're not lying for a yeah. millisecond. You spent every waking moment thinking about that dreamy face. I think there is a point... I still dream about that dreamy face. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there is a point, there's a recognition when Angel starts talking to Buffy, that Buffy Buffy says something like, 
no, I forget the exact conversation. I had the sense that as soon as Angel started talking about the anointed one, there was this disappointment from Buffy that it's like, oh, this is shop talk. This isn't yeah, just. Yeah, I can definitely see the... that. So I, I think you're onto something there. I think she may others... have still had the same icy demeanor, but I, I do, I think that does track that it wasn't, hey, how was your summer? I missed you from the, like right off yeah. the bat. It's, you know, impending danger. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the next scene in the car with Buffy and Joyce where Buffy is being icy again and, and Joyce says, is there the slightest chance that if I asked you what was wrong, you'd tell me? I have me? that written down too. I totally relate to that. I was just, Well, Buffy is, is understandably icy towards everybody in this one. I definitely relate it. There were so many times my dad tried. Dad would never listen to podcasts, but dad, I'm sorry. Thanks for dealing with me as a difficult teenager. I love you. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of just, it goes with the territory. And (laughs) I'm sure Joyce, it doesn't even occur to her just the level of issues she's dealing with. Of course it wouldn't. Um, But I also do like that she, she opens the door, but she doesn't push. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of rude how Buffy literally says nothing, but <laughs> Joyce doesn't push afterwards, and I think that's I think that's a solid parenting move. Oh, such a and good it, mom. And it, and I'm her. sure it takes just all the restraint in the world just to leave the door open, not mm-hmm. to like grab them and pull them in and like really try. But yeah, she doesn't. Right. Tell me what the fuck is the problem. Right. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you're gone all summer. Why are you back and still being miserable? What's come on? Right, exactly. So Buffy's outfit. Look at those classy slacks she's wearing. <laughs> That's it. In the uh, in the scene before too, her sunglasses yes. are pretty sporty. That might be a bit of a hot take because I feel like the slimmer sunglasses are in right now. But I like them. I like the so the the rounded ones are sort of coming back in the same way. That, so the '90s is coming back. So the slimmer ones and the more round ones are both coming back because they were like both '90s because the slimmer ones were like '80s holdovers. So neato. Yeah, I think they're super fab. The favorite looks social media post that I do every week for this episode is going to be lit because there's a lot of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. She is uh, putting her best foot forward. Oh, yeah. So at school the next day, Buffy's catching up with Willow and Xander. And then and then there's a class that finishes and Cordelia comes out. Right before. Sorry, Ah. before that. Oh, yeah. So Buffy tells uh, Willow and Xander that Angel stopped by. And Willow says, ooh, did, was was there kissing involved? She says, Willow, grow up. Not everything's about kissing. And Xander says, yeah, some things are about groping. Oh, Xander. <laughs> I found funny. He's uh, right. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Of course, then he yeah, has his yes. uh, I have a crush on you reaction of like, there wasn't groping, was there? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> some things are about yeah. groping. Yeah, that is funny. And then Buffy says. <laughs> All right, hormones on parade. I just, especially because of uh, hormone monsters and everything in uh, what's Nick Kroll's show? Yeah, there's the new spinoff that Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So, so when Buffy says hormones on parade, it definitely 
brought forward visions of Big Mouth and all the hormone monsters having like a big like pride style parade and silly, silly moment. It's a funny show. I need to watch Mm -hmm. more of it. And then, uh, so you were going to skip all the stuff about Chibo Mato. So... Oh, Xander yeah. brings up that Chibo yeah, Mato is coming is coming to the to the bronze. Willow says they're they're playing. He says no, they're clog dancing. Chibo Mato can clog dance. Can clog dance? And that is just <laughs> so that is me so constantly with Hayden reacting way too quickly. Like my brain just goes quick to react before I take an extra millisecond to go. Oh no, Ali, he's joking he, or he's just fucking with you. And then she, of course, then has that moment of. Oh, right. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Willow, she's so charming and innocent Aww, and cute. Uh, you're charming and innocent and cute, too, Allie. Aww, thank you. Well, maybe, maybe less welcome. innocent, but... Uh, maybe not Maybe not charming, more either. More than some less than others, on both fronts. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Of the press Fair family enough. No, I, I think you're charming and cute. Innocent, I can't speak to, yeah. but charming and cute, for Fair sure. Fair. Can we get to this iconic yes. Cordelia Buffy exchange? Yes, there's please? again. This was another. This was another scene. I was like, should I just copy and paste the whole script? Because I started typing out the whole thing. I have the whole, like whole thing typed out here, <laughs> and it's just yeah, yeah. Buffy's or or Cordelia's like, oh look, it's the three musketeers, and the insult does not land. Was that an insult? It's not. <laughs> Lacked punch. The three musketeers. The three musketeers were cool. Were cool. <laughs> Which I don't know if you've okay. You've as you've said, you don't watch a lot of new TV. The BBC Three Musketeers, whoo, buddy! Uh, as a gay man, you should watch it. Oh, um, I'm not gay. Sorry, I just I'm just calling you out. I'm I'm so sorry. Well, as a person who appreciates other attractive people, because clearly you, I am gay. I'm just messing with Ali, friends. I'm He's currently messing. wearing pride um, glasses right now. Yeah, <laughs> I am. That's so funny. Yeah, that was a funny time for me to say that. But they are they are gorgeous. So for all you listeners out there who appreciate uh, some action, the BBC three it's available or should still be available on Prime to watch. You should watch it. Interesting. So yes, right, uh, yes, Cordelia trying to trying and failing to insult the Scoobies. And then they establish that that Cordelia will indeed keep this keep Buffy's secret that she's the Slayer, and Buffy goes, "Well, that works out great. You won't tell anyone that I'm the Slayer." Allie, finish it. And I won't tell anyone you're a moron. Oh, God damn, Buff! Savage. Buff. Yeah. <laughs> also, how interesting that Cordy is bringing it up. I would have thought. I would yeah. have expected that she would just be like. Well, I'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen because that was a lot of time I spent with losers. She's always. I feel like she continually surprises mm-hmm. us. We would all think that she's vapid and not smart and mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't know. Girls, pretty... she pulls out some references later that I'm like, okay, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not dumb. She just she doesn't studies. play up We've her intelligence that. because it doesn't behoove her popularity. It ain't cool. Yeah, yeah. and she also yeah. has... Oh, I love Willow's covering up because Cordy mentions demons and Willow loudly goes, yes, our own personal demons. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, and then Buffy's quote, Cordelia, your mouth is open. Sound is coming from it. This is never good. This is never Girl! good. Girl! <laughs> yeah, and the delivery of it yeah. too is just... She's- 
so oh. deadpan, so like yeah. mean. It is, <laughs> it is mean. Which not to oh. say that Cordelia is undeserving, because she has said some pretty awful things. But wow, <laughs> uncharacteristic of Absolutely. Buffy, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. So this next scene, um, they are uh, all in the bronze, or or Willow and Xander are in the bronze. Right. They're they're waiting for Buffy. I feel like there's a lot to unpack. So with much. Chibomato is playing. Um, they they start with a different song, but later the featured song will be Sugar Water, and that's the fun slow dance song that they do. It's a hot song. Too. <laughs> it's a real hot it. song. Yeah, it's if okay. you think that didn't play into some fantasies along the years, you would be wrong. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, so there's the whole Xander's clearly waiting for Buffy. Willow is clearly disappointed that he's so hung up on Buffy, although why is she so still mm-hmm. so surprised? Ah, hun. Let go. Because he keeps getting like weird yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I was gonna I mean, say sure. I was gonna say he keeps giving weird signals, but he hasn't given a weird signal since the opening where they kiss, which is big. Which but, is big. But to be fair to and, Xander, he didn't co- do anything. Confirmation bias is a big thing, so I'm sure You're she right. downplays all of the times he just talks about Buffy, and then her brain just like highlights, circles, underlines all of those times that he gives an an inch. So, yeah, because that is how our it made me work. so sad when she um she put the ice cream or whatever oh. it was back on her nose, clearly in a callback to what had happened earlier right. in the episode. And she's like, "Look," and Xander says, "You've got something on your nose." Oh, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, "You are being willfully ignorant here, Xander. Come on, yeah, come on, come on." Poor Willow, I just want to hug you. Yeah. So we have also I've been there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. We have a moment away before Buffy gets to the bronze. We go away to see the anointed one and his minions digging up the bones. And this is where we have an interesting moment because uh, their hands start sizzling in one of the vampire's eyes. It, the ground, it's consecrated. So that's why it's like burning their flesh. It's like they're being hit with holy water. Um, so I guess, so we talked about last season, kind of the weird lines about what affects them and what doesn't like a cross affects them if it's within enough proximity has to be pretty close mm-hmm. and it's like they can walk through a a cemetery but because i guess it i guess it has to be skin contact so because they can walk th- why wouldn't they be able to walk through a cemetery? yeah why wouldn't they be able to? Oh, because it's consecrated ground. It's holy. They go into the mausoleum. Clearly, that's consecrated. Oh. So, why would they be able to do it? But this shows they're digging fine until they start digging with their hands. So, maybe stuff that's holy and consecrated, it does have to be skinned contact. I assumed that they had just that it was just part of the ritual that they had consecrated the masters. I didn't think the whole thing in the graveyard was consecrated i mean i thought it was like i mean i guess maybe i guess maybe it's not i don't actually know their practices so i guess in theory (laughs) it might not i've never i've never done a ritual where i bury the master's bones yeah but i've buried people i've i have been at burials yeah yeah and they say a prayer prayer, right it would make sense that it would be consecrated but i don't know maybe it has to be a specific prayer about blessing 
the place and not just blessing like their soul oh yeah so like maybe it would have to be like Mm. for this place because again what separates water from holy water is the blessing right so i don't know um the note that i have from this little mini scene is when so they're like the ground it burns and and the anointed one says dig Mm. i just want to be like bitch you dig you get on your what are, you're just sitting there looking. You and your you and your chief minion there. Y'all did. It's the privilege of power. Privilege it does power. also it does also got... speak to the power that the anointed one has. He will make them yeah, they will feel pain to Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they listen to him. Interesting. Um, so we're back at the bronze. My note is fuck, I want a sexy entrance set to music. Oh my gosh, she looks divine. Just the whole setup is incredible. Yeah, you got the music, you got the lighting, haircut, you got the sexy dress. The shoes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yep. then another heartbreaking exchange. Angel is doing the mature thing. He's like, "Did I do something to upset you?" And she and she liar liar pants on fire. Oh, this this is when she says like, "I don't know what you thought if you expected me to spend the whole summer pining over you. I didn't. I moved on." Like hell you did. I don't, no, you didn't. I don't believe yeah. you for a second. And it's just, oh, this is he that... looks so hurt because he cares about mm. her. And you're just like, oh. And then it only gets more awkward and heartbreaking where she walks over to Xander and she's like, let's dance. And they have this whole sexy Very dance Very sultry. And... Clearly leading him on, which is a real bitch move. Yeah. Yeah, so it it is, yeah, yeah, totally leads him on and then just, like, leaves. And everybody's, un- Xander, Willow, Angel, everybody's uncomfortable. And I think B- Buffy gets bad point, bad friend points here, but I do think that the way they are portraying trauma and grief, I think it's accurate. People, like, they're nasty. They're really bad if yeah. you if. I know you've been through trauma and grief. I have too. And it's not cute. Like this, this idea that you don't act like how you would hope that you would act. Yeah. I think that is accurate. Right. We all like to think that we would be the big hero and either move on gracefully or deal with it well. And not everybody does. And a lot of people, this is the classic acting out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's easy to see from the outside that, like, you're acting out, you're being stupid, you're being immature, you're being mean. But on the inside, that's just not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, actually, she's just trying to keep it together. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it is particularly cruel because it does speak to, yeah. she obviously knows that he likes her. Yeah, it is. It is hard to get me to feel bad for Xander, and I feel bad for him here. And he knows too; you can see on his face he just because he's not enjoying it. Where he's uncomfortable, he's clearly not enjoying because he knows it's not right. So I mean, but like, I totally get his perspective. Was like, what was I going to say? No to dancing with her, but you can see it's not like he relaxes into it and enjoys it. He Mm -hmm. knows start to finish. This is weird. I don't know what's going on, and it's also like, be careful what you wish for. Because mm. it's clear that this is not not how he pictured things going. 
so Buffy stalks out and there's this is this is yet another one of those exchanges where Cordelia follows her and I just started typing the whole thing and it was like I transcribed the mm-hmm. scene because it's all so good all this tough love from Cordelia right, such here, a great ah oh. as she's telling Buffy about herself yeah it's good what what is your favorite quote from this exchange um I pulled out two I pulled out you're really campaigning for bitch of the year aren't you <laughs> Way to go, Core. (laughs) Calling her out because no one else has yet. Everyone else is tiptoeing around her. And sometimes it takes a frenemy to just fucking call you out. Because clearly she wasn't responding to other things. I mean, we'll see. She doesn't respond to this either. And Cordelia wasn't even... It, like, this is just more speaks to Cordelia's, I'm going to say, intelligence. It could just be observant, whatever. I'm going to say intelligence. She wasn't even a part of it. She was just watching it, and she was still knew exactly what was happening. Yes, oh, Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much to know those dynamics. And, yeah, that was it was a, a hot mess. And you really can hear under her, I don't know, her harsh words, it is like a caring. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm here to poke fun at you. It's a, mm-hmm. you're a person in pain, and you're now causing other people pain. You need to sort your shit out. And that's the other quote I pulled from her. Um, Embrace the pain, spank your inner mop it, whatever, but get over it. And then I think this last sentence is also really impactful, because pretty soon you're not going to even have the loser friends you have now. Yeah. Yeah, those were the, those were the two exchanges I pulled out, too. It's yeah. real words of wisdom. Good tough love really is. I I don't think that I've ever had to have somebody tell me about myself like that before. But I hope that if I ever did get to that point, there would be somebody who'd be like, figure oh, it out. Hun, you <laughs> <laughs> do not worry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, good. trust Thanks, me. Uh, we would be fine. You, we, we would make sure you got your shit together. Uh, we would, <laughs> it would definitely, and I believe with Xander and Willow and Giles, it would take much longer of her acting this way. For them to really, really leave her. Because there are I there are people who do not deal with their shit for a long time. And eventually, for your own boundaries and your own mental health, you do have to cut the cord. Be like, I know that this is because you're dealing with stuff, but you're clearly not dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did a little research because her the phrase that she says, spank your inner mop it. What the fuck? I didn't know what that meant either, and I didn't want to ask because I thought that it was going to be something that you were like, duh, of course it is. No, nope, yeah, it's not a duh. Uh, you put that phrase into Google, and it's all Buffy stuff. It's, and it's specifically all people posting on Buffy forums asking what that means. So, <laughs> so we have no so, idea. And I kept trying to click on these articles, and it was always much longer than like that section. So I was like, ugh. So I just looked up Mop It, and the definition that Google uh kicked back was a small endearingly sweet child so it's her so she's like i don't know if you have to like have a deal with your inner kid whatever it is so that's also really speaking Mm -hmm. to her intelligence to Mm -hmm. use that specific word because that's got to be like a victorian word or something like that mop it there's at one point in season one um, where Cordelia makes another reference to <laughs> to trauma in childhood. I think it's in one of the early episodes where Buffy. What like, is runs your childhood trauma? 
Yeah, so Cordelia is is familiar with the impacts, like, this link from childhood to your actions later Do you on. Think? Cordelia is familiar with. Do you think this is, like, some takes takes one to no one? Like, has she been through a bunch of therapy for childhood trauma, and that's why she has this terminology that she keeps, like, throwing out? Interesting. Listeners weigh in. What do we think? Is Cordelia secretly a secretly a psychologist in training, or is she just somebody with who's lived a lot of if life? If only what she do we went think? down that path. Ugh. I would have loved to have her as as my psychologist. <laughs> Although I do shout out to my therapist. I love you, Michelle. <laughs> oh, Michelle. I need to see Gretchen again. Edit that out. Yikes. Um. So I mean, <laughs> you didn't say you didn't say her last name. <laughs> that's, yeah, but that's I will. I'll, I'll edit um, it out if you want me to. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't care. So um, I go to therapy, everybody. It's good. <laughs> you all should too. So as as Buffy walks away, Cordelia gets kidnapped, and we see Miss Calendar is there too. And then and then Buffy goes through the cemetery, and she sees the grave dug up, and it's like, oh shit, Ooh, oh dear. Her face oh, was like, I am, I am an inch away from a panic attack, and who would blame you? I am, yeah, yeah, I am triggered, and my anxiety told me this was going to happen, and it, and did, it happen. did happen. My anxiety As was usual, right. None of you believe That's me. The worst. Uh, and so, understandably, yep. she walks in pissed to the library to the Scoobies the next day. Uh, and be- but before before she walks in, uh, so Willow and Xander are talking to Giles. They say she's possessed. She says, "Other otherwise, why would she be acting like such a bitch?" And this has become actually a very big quotable quote. Z- and Xander yeah. replies, a bitka? <laughs> oh, I call people bitkas It's great. Sometimes. It's great. If you go to... Uh, if I'm in like polite company or something <laughs> and they know, they get it. Yeah, uh, I'll say bitka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, fans of Xander Harris and Nicholas Brendan, he has bitka merch on his website. <gasps> I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, I think some of there's even stuff that says like "head bitka" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he has a lot of fun stuff. He has some yellow crayon stuff too. Oh, that's good. Symbolism. Yeah, go go support Nicholas Brendan. We'll put that link in the thing too. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. We'll include a link to the shop. That's a good idea. Um, um, and as as they're like she she's possessed. She has to be possessed. Giles is pushing back on them, and he basically says, no, it's probably just trauma. Probably, she's probably just dealing with things. And yeah, he's he right. hits the nail, the nail on the head with some actual good adult wisdom of, no, she's probably just dealing with shit. That was a lot for her, and maybe she hasn't dealt with it. So Buffy appears, and like you said, she is pissed. She says to Giles, uh... Um, I, I seem to recall you telling me he was history mm-hmm. and, and they just have this icy exchange and, and Giles is like, I don't know. I've heard of it. We can like look it up or whatever. And, and Willow is trying to weigh in and Buffy shuts her down. And this is another good Xander moment. Buffy shuts Willow down and Xander is like, that's enough. And it's not until Buffy shuts Willow down that he says, oh that. yeah, this whole episode, it's like, you can come at me, do whatever you want. But when you hurt Willow. It's a whole other story, mm-hmm. 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 which is totally true. And it's been, it's absolutely, she's absolutely had the reverse with Willow defending Xander. Of like, again, I don't care about me. 
It's my people that I care about. Yeah, don't mess with And she really, woof. When you hurt a smart person, they know how to come back at you. Because the things that, while she's pushing people away, the things that she throws back at people, ooh, she knows exactly what buttons to press. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, she throws back being a vampire and angel. She throws back them being civilians at Willow and Xander. Oh, man. Oof. Yeah, even in that exchange with Cordelia, she call yeah she calls Cordelia stupid. She calls her a bitch. Yeah, yeah. and then and Cordelia just yeah, accepts she knows how to it. Cut She's it. like, yeah, I'm not. I can, I can hold my own. Man. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So <laughs> here's the point I was talking about earlier. She walks in the scene and she's wearing Angel's Cross. That's so fascinating. So my theory is again, while she's outwardly pushing away people, I think she maybe wants the safety and like the kind of like security blanket ish. Um, after after she sees the empty grave, she is so raw. <gasps> maybe this is her wow. her most treasured cross that she wears. So that day she chose, I didn't want just any of my crosses. I needed this cross. I needed my big ass cross that vampire guy gave me. Allie, you've blown my mind. Wow. What a good detail. I did not pick up on that. Oh, Ugh, that's going to be a social post I'm sort too. of trained in script analysis and stuff. So, you know. Hmm. You are. So um, Snyder interrupts the group and he disperses them all to class and, and the students leave and it's Snyder and Giles and he's being a dick about Buffy um, and Giles defends her. He goes, you might considering her the benefit of the doubt. She might surprise you. He stood up to his boss. That's mm-hmm. big. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's his girl, you know, mm-hmm. I had two uh, set dressing notes. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves in film is an empty cup. And you can just tell by the way that, and maybe I'm wrong. I, it's possible I'm wrong, but you can just I, just, I feel like you can just tell by the way someone holds a cup and just like the way that you see it. And you're like, there is nothing in that cup. <laughs> and Snyder even goes to like take a drink from it. And I'm like, I just, I don't believe you. I don't believe there's anything in that cup. It looks <laughs> like paper. It looks like you could, and it would just like fall out of your hand. I don't believe you. <laughs> and then behind them, is a mural that, you know, looks, the art style makes it look like, you know, oh, some, like, student mural or whatever. But if you think about it, like, that's, like, someone had to go paint that. Unless, I mean, unless that school that they were using, unless their colors were already the same school colors of red and gold as, sun, you know, Sunnydale High Schools, um, somebody had to paint that mural. Some set dresser had to put that up there. Yeah, you were saying it's impressive that a set designer, set dresser, whatever, did a whole mural for this mm-hmm. scene. How long is the scene? It's not. Yeah. I mean, knowing wow. that they would use this high school for three years, it's fair. Yeah. I, I'm sure that stuff like that goes goes a long way for you. But I, it's also just like it makes sense that they would do that kind of thing because if you are really setting up a high school, like you would, you would notice if it had bare walls. That would be weird. Mm. Yeah, but that's it true. is always fascinating to me to think about, like, someone had to paint that. Or when you catch Man, a glimpse of a newspaper, like, someone had to write those articles. Right. Yeah. Mm. Neat. Good Good detail. Good uh, attention to detail, Allie. You continue to impress Speaking me. Speaking of attention to detail, Buffy has some attention to detail when they get a message thrown. So they're in the library talking about what's going on what the anointed one's doing and they get a message thrown in a rock and wrapped around the rock is cordelia's bracelet 
And Buffy immediately goes, this is Cordelia's bracelet. I had that written down too. How did you know that that belonged to Cordelia? That is impressive. Like, I mean, I some people have signature pieces that they just always have that chain on. Cordelia, Cordelia doesn't. Cordelia doesn't. Cordelia matches no. with different outfits. I was like, I there is no way I would notice and I would know by sight another girl's bracelet. There's just no way. I just had a thought occur to me. We'll see where this goes. Is this is that what Cor- yeah, it was what Cordelia was wearing when Cordelia was telling Buffy about herself. Yes. So it was that she was wearing it that night to the bronze. So may is it possible that even though Buffy was acting nonchalant, she was sparring back with Cordelia is it possible that that impacted Buffy more than we'd think and she it was like ingrained in her that exchange is that possible quite possible and maybe even similar outcome different angle just her as a slayer she clocks she just Mm. takes in information so Mm -hmm she would remember what she was wearing. Like, that was the last... I think that's right, that it's not that this is a bracelet that she at one point wore, but she recognizes the bracelet because she was just wearing it last night. And so maybe right. she, part as part of her detail gathering or whatever, as the Slayer, she takes in that information. Yeah. So um, Buffy reads the note that says, come to the bronze, or she gets... <laughs> she's dinner or something and then and then she goes she goes to leave and she makes it clear that nobody else is going with her she again is like sassy to them um and everybody's surprised that they're not just gonna go along with her and willow says i love this you do you have this written down too willow said i'll I'll read willow you read buffy willow says well what about the rest of the note what rest of the note the part that says p.s this is a trap (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Too right. Willow. Too right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right. And also duh, but you know. Yeah. But I love but I just love the way that she phrases it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Doesn't miss yeah. a beat. Yes, this is a trap. You were right. Don't don't mess with smart people because their sass is usually pretty mm-hmm. on point. I'll note again that Buffy once again says, I can handle mm-hmm. this. Yep. The copy so... and this also is totally well. I don't agree that, like, this is how a person should handle things. This is so teenager behavior. Even Mm -hmm. when it's not on a scale of this. You know, it's when Mm -hmm. they get overwhelmed with homework or their schedule or whatever. It's so classic teenager to go, no, 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 I've got it. I can handle it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the bronze and Angel catches her on the way in. This is an odd scene between the two of them. Yeah. I I, I, I don't even know how I would encapsulate the... I, I have a quote from it, but it's a very odd... It goes from, like, sassy to sexual to, to taunting. I would argue that it's unintentionally sexual, just because of word choice. So she says... Her tone is very sexual. Okay, okay, you go. Oh, you that's... Go. She kind of turns it, turns it back around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so she starts off with, um, you know, stalking isn't really a turn on for girls. She's not wrong. She's not True. wrong. <laughs> Good point. Uh, again, going back to the like, well, it depends who does it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, she's not wrong. And but Angel firing back with, "Why are you riding me?" And I'm like, hmm, word choice. 
phrasing are we doing <laughs> phrasing phrasing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that that verb choice was probably not yeah. the best I mean it's not like he's the only person to ever use that word in that uh, that definition but when it's between two lovers you're like uh, and then I and then Are I took down when to she me? says, "Oh, or should I say undead American?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> when she yeah, calls him a bit, yeah, which that and funny. that's again going back to the she knows exactly what to say to hurt people. She's just really pushing that like you're a vampire, I'm the slayer. You're a vampire, I'm the slayer. Like we. That's the quote that yeah. I wrote down. She says, "She's I don't trust you. You're a vampire." And then he looks all hurt, and she says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Is that an offensive term?" Should I have said undead Mary? Oh, man. Yeah, she, Funny and cutting. She really squeezes some lemon juice into that cut for yeah, sure. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But he doesn't leave her. He doesn't. She stalks off, but we see she, she, she stalks off to go into the bronze, and we see the vampire who's pretending to be Cordelia, and Angel walks in yep. behind her, so he doesn't Yeah, leave, I mean, which is kind of times out of 10 i'm like believe women if they ask you to leave leave this is that 10th time where he is absolutely correct to not be leaving her alone she is way overcompensating he can definitely tell he's not she's not dealing with stuff and okay you may think that you have this all handled miss miss but yeah he's yeah you will get yourself killed. exactly so yeah i'm totally with his choice to follow her and uh go against her wishes because that's what everybody needs to be doing right now, because Buffy doesn't know what's good for her. Yeah, yeah. Poor girl. So it cuts, and they're back in the library, and this is when the three of them, Giles, Xander, and Willow, who are still there, they, they put together that the ritual to bring back the Master is not people who were... Emotionally like, spirit- or spiritually, yeah. yeah. But in order to bring that master, they have to have the people gathered who were physically close to him when he right. died, which is the three of them. And they look up and vampires are uh, there. Yeah. Uh, I have written down, tut tut, those damn Sumerian transla- translations. Just so unreliable. Even when it gets translated into Latin and then into English. Man, it's just so unreliable. Yeah. And then they're, they're back at the bronze with uh, the decoy vampire. And I've written, ooh, here's the... Oh, never mind. Because we go back to the uh, the scene of the library when she Buffy rushes back to see and she finds that they're gone. I go, not the computer. Yeah, yeah. There's significant damage. There's some done real damage, and I don't think you're gonna oh. pay for those new supplies. <laughs> Again, we have. To- you know, Sunnydale High Sunnydale- isn't coughing up the money Poor either. Sunnydale High. Uh, this will not be. This is not the first nor the last time. That library will be trashed, and just the we'll school in general. But really, ugh, yeah. the computers. I mean, books. Books are, ugh, but ah, the computers are so expensive, especially at that time. Yeah, and I I love in the scene Xander is understandably pissed. pissed for oh sure. yeah, yeah. I don't know what your problem is. Well, okay, that's that's not entirely true. I think you probably do know what her problem is. I think I think it's pretty clear what her problem is right now <laughs> uh, yeah um and he says he says but as of now i officially don't care if you'd have worked with us for five seconds you could have stopped this and then this is he's another xander wrong. good friend point this is another xander he's so nice about willow he says if they hurt willow i'll mm-hmm. kill you and i believe I do. him i believe, I believe him. him yeah yeah 
he loves his friend. Yeah. And then they get back to the bronze. Now Xander is with uh with Buffy. So Buffy is uh interrogating the vampire while Xander and Angel look on. Like, woof, this is she's getting aggressive. Uh and I say, Yes, I knew it. Here's the torture with the cross. And she and, and yeah. she yanks her necklace again. God damn it, Buffy. You referenced this in, in season one, how the chain on that necklace is strong. Man, she just rips it right well, it's, off. It's it's either weak or it's it's like weak enough that she can just like yank it. But then it's clearly strong enough that she doesn't have to keep buying a new chain. Or maybe she does keep buying new chains. I don't know. Because the clasp would be ruined if you yanked it with enough force to actually pull it off of your neck, you would break the clasp. So, I don't know. And I'm not, yeah. this is real silver. So. Yeah, I'm looking at your necklace it's a repli- you're talking. So, so yeah. what I'm wearing is a replica of Buffy's cross. And it was not cheap, so you know that it's real. And I have to, like, clean it with a silver cloth. So, you know, it's, it is real silver. It does tarnish. So, like, is she buying, like, a legit silver chain to replace every time i don't know i don't know she doesn't have a summer job mysteries we need soft questions we need answered immediately so interesting is not the right word but this cruel side to buffy Ooh. Mm. how mm-hmm. she's torturing the vampire mm-hmm. and just so yeah. cold. Mm. i think she would have done i think she would have done that the same way you don't think so if she, even if she weren't having a major two Her right now tone makes it different like mm. i think yeah like some kind of like roughing them up to get the info but just her whole tone and her whole demeanor is i think she would be quipping more like there would it would just mm. it has a heavier sense to it than i think it would have yeah yeah you're right it it they would be it would be more sassy and less cruel like you said exactly exactly Mm, i agree with you um so evidently buffy's cold tactics worked because they learn where the the ritual is happening and buffy um angel and xander get there and um this so the vampires are chanting about the ritual the four people are dangling above the master's bones and, and they're clearly getting ready to to, to like kill the four yep. people and, and as and they're chanting song uh watch for the bodies the bodies oh, right. sliding out and da- and dangling that's in the theme song for this season and probably for the next season theme song, theme song alert um i think this is just a truly epic start to an already epic fight mm-hmm. sequence when they're chanting and buffy stakes the guy from behind yeah i love i love the timing of that because like we're waiting to hear the chant and then there's like the quiet because the guy's dead and then she's like appeared and suddenly mm-hmm. she, oh, the slayer is part of the circle and <gasps> oh. yeah. yeah and that guy's shrieking is intense mm-hmm. i think this is such a cool fight mm-hmm. sequence this fight choreography is impressive we see so we see some of it and then there's camera angles and and we hear it but they could just add that in in production but even with the angles sometimes we'll get a glimpse of like a foot Mm -hmm. or something i i think this this fight sequence they have is a lot more built out than what we see and i think it's really it is it's a real it's a really good fight scene and this whole situation it really does point out she literally could not have done this on her own 
Because yes, she is totally handling herself handling herself with the chanting vampires, but then she would not have she could only be in one place at once. So while she's doing that, Xander and Angel are able to go unchain the the hostages, make sure they're okay, mm-hmm. and then watch her kick ass. And then at least at least one vampire is killed by Angel. True, yes, yes, so there's, exactly. There's at least exactly. one vampire that she doesn't have to Yeah, kill, and she has so. a couple close mm. cl- calls where she, mm. I mean, it is an intense fight. So, yeah, she really, she really did not have it all handled as we knew, mm. but this is proof right. positive. Um, I had in a, another interesting research moment because the anointed one, like that must have, as a kid, really young, you'd be like, I don't know. I imagine being very excited, but like, oh, it's been my big break, all that. So I was like, I don't know. Uh, is is he still working? Who knows? So I looked up um, Andrew Furchland, and he was working as recently as 2019. As it looks like he is now working on his own things, so acting, directing, and producing. So there were a few Ooh. a few things. It doesn't look like they've been big. Uh, looks like they're more like shorts. But he is still in the biz. He's still acting. Good for him. He's still in it. Oh, that's cool. That was kind of cool to see. Thanks for your research, Allie. I appreciate it. I appreciate your... Appreciate Um, it. Whatever. (laughs) And I appreciate your appreciating... No, we're not going down that (laughs) rabbit hole. So um, Jenny wakes up. She crawls over to Giles. And and Giles Giles asks where Buffy is. And and at this point, Xander has already gotten Willow. And he's cuddling her. And it's really cute. And he's just clearly relieved. She's working out her issues. And he goes... (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, she is. She's kicking ass is what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll pose this as a question rather than just a comment. How do you feel about how how Xander and Willow uh handled this friend situation which friend With Buffy. situation Buffy coming back all cold and weird I think incredibly gracefully I, I, I think Are you I not impressed Cuz while they do huh. call her out it's kind of well first they're kind of just not acknowledging it and then she crosses the line with the dance at the bronze mm-hmm. And then it's right to Willow yelling at her, what is wrong with you? Mm. And which means that was after Giles had made the point about she's probably dealing with shit. She's not possessed. I know you'd like it to be an easy solution like that. She says, what is wrong with you as she's getting ready to go to the bronze, right? In the library. So she's going to leave and she says, no, I've got this. I can't take the time to be like constantly making sure you guys are safe. And she goes, what is wrong with you? No, you can't handle this. But, and this probably would have dealt with the, you know, mess, mess with the flow of the the episode and stuff like that. But like, I, I guess I was just kind of missing that, like, I don't know, bringing chocolates over to, to Buffy's house and being like, girlfriend, are you okay? Oh, or just kind yeah. of that, like, I feel like they went from zero to ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I or maybe that's just like how mm-hmm. I that's an insightful point. deal with it differently. And I'm not not totally shocked that Xander doesn't do something more like that. But I wish that, or maybe even just like in the locker room, like Willow at least trying to pull her aside and going, like, "Is there something you want to talk about?" Like, it just seems like maybe not everything's okay. I I do agree with you that they 
that I hadn't thought about that. I do agree that they were missing that kind of soft outreach that you've actually done for me before, Allie. I remember in high school, I was having a hard time. And I think I had a toot with everybody. And you came over. And I don't know if you remember this. You handed me a lint chocolate truffle. And you were like, it looks like you need this. And I did need it. And it was very kind. Yeah, it was freshman year of high school. It was tech week for damn Yankees. It was very, whatever. That was very kind of you. That does. I do agree that they were. I wish I remember that. I Go me. Uh, That does sound. Giving chocolate is nine times out of ten my solution. So that sounds like me. I think when. I do endorse Willow saying, what is wrong with you? Only because I think that. Like, if I saw you about to make a very dangerous choice, like, I kind of don't have time to be oh, like... Oh, yeah, like, I'm yeah. not... Like, it might have to be like, stop! Right, I'm not contradicting that reaction. I just wish that there was a step in between. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, when I said when I said I think they were being incredibly graceful, I think I was jumping ahead to when they welcomed her back with open arms. Yes, but yeah, we probably exactly. could have done some more discovery right. there the about what... It's... Cordelia who pulls her aside and is like you need to figure your shit out and not to not to say that like Willow would have would have or should have phrased it the same way but that was more it's more Willow's place than it is Cordelia's totally hmm hmm well this is a note friends (laughs) Listeners, if your friend, if you think your friend is going through a hard time, maybe reach out with some love first. Yeah, reach, try some different tactics if one isn't, you know, one isn't working. And do, do be persistent. You know, not like every five minutes, you know, within reason, but yeah, make sure that they, they still know that you're there. Yeah. So back in the factory, whatever, Buffy continues kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um... The main dude comes back with a big ass sledgehammer. And his weird poetic rhyming. On. Yeah, a weird <laughs> thing. Is he a preacher? And then like, Buffy. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is here. Yeah. Um. And it rhymes yeah. too, which felt strange. Um. And Buffy goes, "So are you going to kill me, or are we just making small <laughs> talk?" <laughs> it feels like a callback to the first episode. We talked about it. When we recorded, we said, if a Slayer, if somebody that you are about to fight is making fun of you, you're probably yeah. going to lose. That's not going to go well for you, yeah. right? Because especially like if it's so. good quips, because mm-hmm. if it was a bad, if it's bad sass or like, you know, poorly phrased or whatever, then it's like, yeah, they're probably trying to like sound bigger, tougher than they are. But if they're calmly delivering zingers... You have you better watch out. This is your chance to turn right. and run. This is going to go poorly right. for you. Yeah, yeah, especially the I love this move that she pulls. She breaks off the torch and then she uses one end to spear a an approaching uh vampire and then she uses the other to light preacher dude on fire. Oh, it's a so sick good. move. Also, kudos to the fight so choreographer. Good. That was a great yeah. move. <laughs> and you and she oh, goes it for is it so with good. such calmness. Like they are both rushing out her, and she very slowly goes, huh? Well, not literally, but like, you know, goes, huh, torch, breaks it off, and then just waits for both of them to approach, stabs one, lights the other on fire. Oh, so sick. You fell right into yes. my trap. Yeah. 
And then, of course, we have this pretty iconic scene where she pulverizes the master's bones with the sledgehammer. And her face, even before she starts pulverizing, once it's like once things go quiet and it's clear the fight is over, like her eyes are the size of saucers. Like I don't even know if we get that look from Buffy again. It is just what it's so it's so it really is hard to hard to watch. And then yeah, she starts working out her issues yeah just the breakdown is i don't know sarah michelle geller you crushed mm-hmm. it here you really and did i really loved how gentle and slow angel is when he approaches her approaches her softly and does the exact right thing he very gently puts his hand on her shoulder but he waits for her to turn into him mm-hmm. and he's very softly it's okay it's okay just repeating it and just like holds her and oh Solid, solid points. You can just tell that he's like, this is what it... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Puzzles come together. Okay, I see. Okay, you're good. Like when your girlfriend's... It's like that classic moment, that stereotypical moment for like when your girlfriend's bitching at you and then you find out that she's on her period and you're like, okay, all right. Or or just the finding out like, oh, you're hungry. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's always Paul's first go-to when I'm being mean or unreasonable. He's like, when did you you eat? eat? (laughs) 16 hours ago. Okay. Here's some peanut butter. Put a pin in this before before you say something you can't take back. (laughs) That is the sign of a good partner. It's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at the next day. I like to think that she went back and pulverized the bones that she missed because she missed a few bones. Just I think, even but more. I think she yeah. probably did. Just yeah, for good just, measure. Just for good measure. Just be yeah. Safe. yeah. And then, so we're at school the next day. Sun is shining. It's a new day. Jenny and Cordelia are walking, and Cordelia says, <gasps> "I'm so glad you're saying this." Yes, keep going. You can keep going. Dry clean till Judgment Day. You are living with those stains. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny says something like, "Yeah, that's uh-huh. the worst part about what we went through the <laughs> the, the clothes." The states, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, oh, and then we see we get another. I guess teens in the '90s were classy, or not, or popular girls were, because we have another classy Cordelia outfit. She looks just as nice as Jenny does. Like she could easily be a teacher herself. I was going to say, if you didn't know, yeah, she, it totally looks like two mm-hmm. teachers crossing. Yeah, Cordelia gave us many great looks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Buffy with Giles and, and they're processing and, and she's just really embarrassed about how she was acting. And, <laughs> and he, he says, what does he say? The, that it's pointless or this, this beating, beating yeah, yourself like, up is pointless. Just It's entirely pointy. <laughs> And I like when he's like, um, this is hardly going to be the worst mistake you ever make. And then he goes, that may not have been as comforting as. But it's so true. It's so true. It is. Yeah. A little bit of perspective. Mm -hmm. And then this, um, this olive branch. So as Buffy walks into the classroom and there's this moment where Buffy sees Willow and Xander and they see her and, and it's like that tense moment, like right after a fight where you're like, how do we, are we still fighting? Uh... Right. And Willow is so kind. She says, we saved you a seat. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. And I had a thought. So we've talked about how 
in her her pre Sunnydale life, she was the popular girl, you know, all that stuff. She was Cordelia, which makes me think she had similar friends to what Cordelia has. So vapid, you know, mm. followers kinds of things. So it makes sense that Buffy would be super wary because she hasn't had real friends like this. Mm, where you can actually make a mistake and it's yeah uh, you know yeah where you can where you can get past that that's another really good point Allie. your insight (laughs) is so good thank you this is new for buffy yeah Yeah, well and it makes sense why she's like the whole conversation with with giles because she doesn't she doesn't know friends who won't just like ostracize you at the drop of a hat or you know wearing the wrong color to the event yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a good, uh, there's a last good quote from Xander here. This is the last quote I have for this episode. Actually, I have one more. Just kidding. Um, they're talking about what they want to do that night, and Xander goes, Well, we could mm-hmm. grind our enemies into talcum powder with a sledgehammer, but gosh, we did that last oh, night. And I love, <laughs> I love that. I love, because it's that last everything's going to be okay because it's the, all right, we're addressing the elephant in the room. And yeah, right, with, with humor. humor, the whole you know, right? We're making it fun, making fun of it. We're all okay, and then you get the super '90s upbeat music, which yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was uh, it. Almost treading into the like cheesy sitcom, just so. I mean, if it weren't exactly that moment, then maybe it, maybe they couldn't get away with it. But they get away with it in this instance. I feel like this last snippet with the anointed one that 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 cheesy exit needed needed something a else in this yeah this this last moment with the anointed one where he's back in the factory and he goes I hate that girl <laughs> yeah I had that I had the same thing written down right before that I just wrote uh, guess Xander's putting that dance in the basement <laughs> probably a good or idea I guess more realistically yeah. in the spank bank but. <laughs> No! Oh, but you know it's true. Yeah, you're right. No, you are right. Oh man, ah, I love this show so much, Allie. It's so good. It's we have so and we have so much to look forward to. Ah, uh, we get so much angel in this season. Ah, there's a big angel uh, season. Who doesn't love heck of a lot of angel? Yeah, huh? and he's. I mean, like I was thinking about this today. I don't know why. He's like my second big celebrity crush. Like I I have always been very romantically focused, so I find crushes everywhere. Believe me. But I'm thinking like <laughs> first was probably Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. I'd say mm. I would say David Borina slash Angel was second. And then I think maybe I didn't have another big one until Zach Efron. I was going to say, Zach Efron better be <laughs> oh, that yeah. third Oh, yeah. Because... Well, he's forever Bay. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, Nick Carter and uh, David Borinaz got me through uh, elementary school. And then Zephron got me through the rest of eternity. So... <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps aging really, really well. well. And as my as my tastes in men uh-huh. change... So Zach Efron just just. I mean, I would love if like too. one day he does like for Halloween or something. He grows his hair out and has the big like Troy Bolton swoosh again. But like you know, 
<laughs> oh man uh, I'm so excited alright well should does that about do it for this episode my friend I think it does okay well thank you everyone for joining us for our season 2 kickoff we are clearly both very excited and we hope you are just as excited and will join us again next time for season 2 episode 2 some assembly required and as always, we're going to do our plugs here for if you're just too excited to wait until our next episode to chat, you can send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. Listeners, for the first probably 10 episodes of season one, I was spelling that Gmail address wrong. Allie is smiling at me. And Allie worked some magic and fixed it. I don't know how she did uh, it, but I just, I just spelled it, it right. I, try, I tried oh, overdubbing cool. it in Descript, and then it came out super robotic and weird. So I ended up just every time I would try to fix it, and then I'd go, <gasps> fuck it. We're cutting it out if they need the spelling. If they need okay, the spelling, they can look it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our Gmail, and we are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at TabularasaBPod. Allie... Plug your social media immediately. Immediately. Okay. So I am Daughter Pick on Twitter and Instagram. That is D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K. And I am Future Black Cat on TikTok. And you can also support me monetarily on buymeacoffee.com slash Press. That's A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S. You can receive my not-so-weekly updates on what's going on with my acting career, and you can toss some money my way because I am indeed a starving artist and welcome all monetary contributions. Thank you. Luckily, all of those social media handles are going to be in the description. So, Allie, it has been such a treasure seeing you again. <laughs> and you, as always, I am so excited to be back and recording. I missed this, so... You better make some proud choices. I I love you. you, And I love all of you out there. Make proud choices. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Allie Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.